It's the 150 up for cricket, only better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better. I'm Ed Hawkins. This is show number 150. So we raise our bat to all corners of the ground, all ears, and say another great value-busting episode is lined up for you. Isn't that right, Sam Collins? It, it is indeed, Edward Hawkins. It is indeed. But you would say to me, no emotion. No emotion, because that is the first rule of betting. But I will say this, you and I, Edward Hawkins, started this show in my front room in North London after you'd taken several incredibly long trains in the rain to get there. Just me and you, Hawkins. Um, so the great news is we finally found someone to join us. Paul Krishnamurti of betting.betfair. How are you, Paul? I'm very well. Thank you so much for transforming my Monday nights. <laughs> and this guy, Richard Mann of sportinglife.com. Hello, Richard. Hi, Sam. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much both for your insights down the shows. I'm sure there are many punters who are equally grateful. Um, likewise, Tasneem Summer Khan, our regular trend spotter. But enough of all that, because we've got a lot to get through tonight. Edward Hawkins, what is on the show? We preview the T20 series between Ireland and Afghanistan and West Indies versus New Zealand. Best angles for those ones. Then we've got trends, stats and tips for two matches in the 100. Invincibles versus Superchargers and Brave versus Spirit. We've also got 350 to 1 wages nestled somewhere among the goodness as a special celebration treat. Um, Listen to questions to answer two, of course. And as always, the best bets. We'll start with an outright because we usually do. So let's check in on the 100 as we've got a couple of games to preview. Betfair exchange prices to win the thing. Hawkins. Betfair exchange prices all subject to change, of course. Southern Brave, your favourites at 4.8. Next best, we've got London Spirit at 6.2. Birmingham Phoenix and Trent Rockets at 6.8. The pair. Then we've got the Superchargers at 7.2. The Invincibles at 7.4. The Originals out to 16.5 after two defeats in two. And your Welshfire at 50.0. Early days, Richard Mann. And I fear you'll admonish me for asking this. But any insights yet? No, I'm I'm glad you've asked, Sam. Um, I think last year, I think teams were struggling a little bit. Batting sides were struggling to get to grips with the competition, the new format. But I think we're already seeing evidence that that, that batting is going to be easier this year. I think teams are, are clicking on. Um, and prime example, first five games last year, well, it was six because we had one washout. We only had one score, 170 plus, and one score, 160 plus. Both were at Leeds in the same game, which, which as we've mentioned before, is a really good place to bat nowadays. The next highest last year was 148 in the first five games. But at the same point this year, uh, we've had a one score of 170, three of 160, and one of 150. So I think buying is getting easier. Our, our teams are working out the format anyway. But then there's a caveat to that because a lot of these grounds having a, they've, they've had a lot of cricket already this summer played on them. They're going to have plenty more. Great example, example is 
is in Birmingham. 16 games in the last 10 days they've had there because they've had the Women's T20 World Cup played there. And the twi- the groundsman Gary Bauer was on Twitter yesterday talking about it. And the square looks really dry. We've had a dry summer. I personally think runs for the next week or so because, because of the first point. But I think at some point, I think this time next week, we might start talking about betting really low scores. I'd be interested to see what Paul thinks. Okay, yeah. Paul Krishnamurti, what do you think? And what do you think about this tournament as a whole? Are you enjoying it, hating it? Tell us. I haven't got a strong opinion on the tournament. So it's just another franchise tournament to me. Um, I don't enjoy this as much as I enjoy the bigger one, the bigger tournaments and all right, national cricket. But it's interesting. It's good for the women's game. We've we've got lots of angles. I think Rich is, that was brilliant what Rich just said, some really brilliant things to take forward. Um, and absolutely, I think at some point, maybe even try now, to start these extreme unders because when you look at this last year as well, there were several very, very low scores, you know, sub 100, sub 110s. So that's worth going. I mean, broadly for me, I'm just, I still think the sample of games we've got from two renewals is pretty small. Um, there's a toss bias that we can see so far. It's not massive, but it seems to be one. And, and I would be inclined to think there would be one over 100 balls. Um, but really, I'm just building up those stats and looking and finding little angles on the ground, which we'll get to when we do the games. OK, thank you very much. Um, just another franchise tournament, Paul Krishnamurti says, biting. Um, our 100 games to preview in this episode are Oval Invincibles versus Northern Superchargers and Southern Brave versus London Spirits. So stay tuned for that. But first, we have some listener questions, some good ones to sort through. And we'll kick off with one that I can actually answer from, um, which is what will the spirit, sorry, what will the split be between playing test 50 over T20, 100, T10 look like in 10 years time? And where will the most betting liquidity be? Um, That's from at Graham G Stone on Twitter. Uh, Netting liquidity, I'll ask the guys on. But my point of view is I I feel a bit bleak about where things are heading in terms of... um, of Test cricket, as as you probably might have guessed, if you see my film from Death of a Gentleman from a few years ago, it feels like um, the moves towards uh, T20 franchises signing up players for year round is is one but one step away. And where the money goes, so do the players. Um, what do the other lads think? I'm in your camp completely, Sam. I think it's really really grim, um, especially for the lesser. Countries with less money, you know, West Indies, an example, they're just going to lose everyone to franchise cricket. And, you know, in addition to that, just on the formats, as somebody whose favourite form of the game is the 50 over game, that's just going to get squeezed. It's bound to get squeezed. Um, I just think we're going to see, but even, even now as well, regarding liquidity, it goes towards the, type of the shorter games. Even in Test cricket, you've got some of those side markets like Test Match N that used to be brilliant. And hardly anyone plays them now. Um, unless it's a really big Test match, it doesn't seem much on the side markets at all. So, yeah, I, I think we're just heading towards more and more T20 franchise crickets. And really, look, if it, I'll be de- devastated if we ever have to start previewing T10 matches on here. <laughs> no. But it could be coming. Yeah, um, I, I'd, I'd agree as well. 
Sadly, I, I think Test cricket might survive, but I think it will only be a marquee series. Uh, Australia v India, England v Australia, England v India, South Africa maybe. Um, but I think I, I think the rest are struggling. As Paul says, it will come down to money, um, and I think fifty over cricket will just go full stop at some point, which which will be a great shame. And I think we we got a snapshot of that actually in the Blast this summer. Um, the Blast has obviously been ostracised by the ECB. And the amount of games not on Sky and therefore all with I'm not I'm talking about Betfair now, but just just with just with actual fixed odds, you couldn't get a better part from the match odds. And it was so frustrating because as someone who watched all the streams and had some angles and I just couldn't get a bet anywhere. And I think that will eventually happen with 50 over cricket. You know, your, your bilateral series between Sri Lanka and Bangladesh or New Zealand, it won't be on TV, so no one will price it up. Um yeah. Dark days generally, and just as a punter, I think I think we're going to be really frustrated over the next few years. Okay, anything further to add from you on betting liquidity pool? Well, as I say, like it, the test matches, the outright market is still excellent, right? And hopefully that will persist. And you know, as it stands, even fifty over cricket on the outright market, it's fine. But the runs markets have died on those those things. And the other thing, of course, is wider picture. There's just so much on. You know, just take the last week, right? We've had just yesterday, Zimbabwe, Bangladesh in the morning, which is a very good series, really good series. We're enjoying that. Then you had the women's final, Australia, India. You had India, West Indies, and you had a hundred match. This is all in the space of five hours. Right, I mean, even a cricket nut like me who doesn't actually mind trading two or three matches at once, you, you just can't keep up. And in the end, something has to go. And I guess that most, if, if most gamblers aren't of my mindset and prefer the fifty-over game and the test game for betting, then they're gonna the liquidity is just gonna die in those formats. John Wright has also has a good question here, which will point us to another outright in a second. You'd have to be sorts, but very quickly to Richard Mann. This one, he's, he asked, does Virat Kohli make India's best T20 team? He's not in India's best 11, and I suspect he won't be come Australia, but I suspect he will play. It'll all come down to money and commercial, and I think the IPL is the centre of it all, because if Kohli gets dropped from India's T20 team and, and thinks about retiring from T20 cricket, that's bad for the IPL. He, he's so marketable, it's massive for RCB and marketing the whole time on a whole. They need Curly playing T20 cricket and playing well. So, no, I, I think he'll be in the World Cup squad. I don't think he will deserve to be there, though. Thank you very much. Moving on, Betfair Exchange outright odds for that World T20 from October in Australia. Uh, Australia are 4.1 favourites. India, 4.3. England drifting under Joss Butler to 5.3. South Africa, 8. New Zealand, 11.5. Pakistan, 11s. West Indies, 15.5. And as we're talking about them a bit later, Afghanistan are at 90. We're underway, um, but I'm pressing now a special 151 bet klaxon. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Your first 150 to 1 uh, wager. It's an accumulator. It's a treble. Glenn Phillips, 5 to 1, we hope. Top New Zealand run scorer against West Indies in that first T20 against... West Indies, uh, you'll find out why later. Uh, Najibullah Zadran in the second T20 for Afghanistan against Ireland, top bat around 4-1. to one. And Naveen Ulhak, 4-1 to one top bowler in the same game for Afghanistan. It will return you 
150 quid if you stake a pound. Okay, lovely stuff. Thank you very much. Two more 151 shots to come from Paul Krishnamurti and Richard Mann. Believe it or not, quick reminder to check betting.bet for free bet offers. Over 18s only. Terms and conditions apply. Please gamble responsibly and check begambleaware.org. But now let's get some games on. West Indies versus New Zealand T20 series starts Wednesday. This is our betting overview. Could be a choice affair on the Betfair Exchange. All three games are at Sabina Park. A lowdown with Hawkins. Yeah, West Indies might line up like this. King, Mayers, Brooks, Peran, Powell, Thomas. Holder is the one to watch. Could bat at number three or open. Akeel, Joseph, Drakes and Walsh. New Zealand, they're at full strength here. Guptill, Allen, Williamson, Conway, Phillips, Bracewell, Nisham, Southie, Sodi, Ferguson and Bolt. Matt Henry's also in the squad, so could play. Sabina Park runs. Big ones. Six out of the last seven first innings, 170 or more. 200 was busted twice in that uh, sequence. West Indies are a bat first team only if you are trading them. They're going all around the place with the ball, so they can't be trusted if they're bowling first. They'll be way, way, way out of the game by the break. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti coming to you first. Are the Kiwis favourites for this? West Indies at 2.2 or a choice of fair? Uh, I've definitely got New Zealand's favourites and shorter than that, 1.6 or something like that, I'd go. Um, they've won seven out of eight games against West Indies the last decade and those West Indies sides were much better than this one that is really struggling at the moment. Um, I would say that uh, their bowling is really poor and they're going to struggle to contain New Zealand on this ground. Okay, thank you very much. Richard Mann, West Indies have issues against spin, Talk us through the recent India series, please. Yeah, well, they lost the series 4-1. Uh, first game, they lost five wickets to spin. Uh, games two and three, not too bad. Then the fourth game, four wickets to spin. And then in the last game, they were terrible. All out of 100, all 10 wickets going to spin. Ravi Bishnai, the wrist spinner, had loads of fun in that series. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. West Indies again, spin massive, no, no. Okay, thank you very much. Paul Krishnamurti, Ed Hawkins has alluded to a trade already. Anything in play for you here? Uh, how do you bet innings runs with the West Indies bowling? Um, one up if they have to bowl first on this track, perhaps? I'd be very happy to take 175 or more for New Zealand. First innings runs, 180. And I think you'll get it. I mean, we expected runs in Fort Lauderdale um, yesterday. And this was India. And the pass started at 180. So I think you'll get 175 evens and maybe 2.4180 for New Zealand. But um, with West Indies, I wouldn't back them from the start. Maybe last six or seven overs because they've got power, but they're an untrustworthy lineup at the moment. Okay. Richard Mann, any strategies, trends, or fancies before we go to the tops? Yeah, just a little one in play, really. It's more from the ODI series against India. West Indies played some good cricket, actually, there and kept getting themselves in good positions, traded short, and just didn't find a way to win. They found a way to lose. And I think I think she just played played the prices, just kept kept laying them short or back in New Zealand big uh, and back, basically back West Indies to find trouble. I don't think we go too far wrong over the course of the series. 
Okay, okay, lovely stuff. Ed Hawkins, you have the top value for us. Yeah, nothing for West Indies, but a couple of standouts for New Zealand. Guptill has seven wins in his last 29. That's two-year record. But the standout value is no surprise. Glenn Phillips mentioned him in the 150-to-1 first wager we've put up. Six wins in 29. So we are hoping for 5-1 to one with lots of batting ahead of him. Guptill Allen, Finn Allen, Williamson and Conway should take a big chunk out of the book. Uh, and with the ball, Ish Sodia, wicket every 13 balls last two years by far their best wicket taker I'm tearing up Richard Mann yeah Sodi man of the match I think he's an absolute must I'm with Paul I think New Zealand should be pretty short here actually so I'll, I'll be doing my usual trick and, and having two in the man of the match market it has to be shut Sodi uh, I was interested in Bracewell actually another spinner all rounder but I think given Ed said it's going to be a really good pitch I'll probably go someone up top uh, I'm not keen on Williamson so it maybe be maybe Alan ahead of Guptill uh, um, Alan and Sodi I think in the man of the match market Okay Paul Krishnamurti who do you like? Well Sodi at 3-1 to one, top bowler definitely because West Indies can't play spin um, but the, the the game with West Indies is definitely trying to get big prices out of this batting lineup because they don't know how they line up at the moment, I mean, Holder was 16 to 1 yesterday and opened and then got a duck. Um, Odeon Smith was 50 to 1 a couple of days ago, which was wrong. I backed a Keel Hussain at 100 to 1 yesterday, he didn't play, but these are all just insane prices. So I would look at them and I'd even look, you know, that lineup that you've got there you've got Dominic Drakes at 10, he can bat, um, Alzari Joseph, he can bat, and you'll get 100 to 1 on these people. Um, so absolutely, I, I would look at even Devin, Devin Thomas. Devin Thomas hasn't been playing that badly, and sometimes he's 12, 14 to 1 in the middle order. Another thing, of course, which reinforces the Glenn Phillips point, is that the middle order does very, very well in the Caribbean. We've seen that in the Caribbean Premier League. Okay, lovely stuff. Um, Claxon, who's going to put their hand up for the special 150 to 1 wager next? I will go if I can, Sam. Go, Richard. Kicking off then, I'm going to put New Zealand here for, for this opening T20. I, I think they'll win. Um, and it's a treble with South Africa to win the T20 World Cup, the 9-1, to one, and the Northern Superchargers to win the 100. I think these are the team to beat now. Uh, the 7.2 at the moment on the exchange. Um, prices will, will firm up with, a, with, with Sportsbook overnight. Uh, that pays just short of 150-1. to one, um, So that's my treble. Ireland versus Afghanistan still to come, 100 matches still to come, another 151 to one wager still to come, and the best bets. There is so much still to come, so stay tuned. Ireland versus Afghanistan is underway as this pod goes into production, but four matches to go after game one, with the second match on Thursday, so it'd be the remiss to ignore it. Bet for exchange expected prices with game one as a guide. 3.35 Ireland versus 1.45 Afghanistan. All matches at Belfast. Edward Hawkins has lowdown. Yeah, so the T20, Ireland, Sterling, Balburnie, Tucker, Tector, Delaney, Dockrell, Kampfer, Adair, McCarthy, Young and Little, Afghanistan, Hazaratullah, Gurbaz, Ishanullah, Najibullah, Nabi, Janat, Rashid Khan, Omazai, Noor Ahmed, Naveen Ulhaq. 
and Faruqi. Belfast, 174, 179 and 173 posted in the Ireland versus New Zealand series. Consistent. Been tricky in the past though. Over 31 games, RPO not even reaching 6.5. So it's not likely to be a massive one for runs. Ireland have lost 10 out of 11 against Afghanistan on the head-to-head, including two defeats at home and both were heavy. Typically... Excellent lowdown there from Hawkins. I do wonder how many possible 11s and pitch reports you've done over 150 shows, but they have all been wonderful. Um, was it useful at all, Richard? No. It was. It was uh, looking at that island batting order anyway. I'll, I'll come to me in a minute about that. But yeah, I think we're going to be betting island lower order. So yeah, interesting to see where Ed thinks these guys will line up. Okay. This is a tricky one for you, Paul Krishnamurti. You'd expect Belfast should offer some batting conditions, which Afghanistan might not be used to. Um, Any way you risk Ireland here? No, not really. I I, I like Ireland as a team, but I think Afghanistan are clearly superior and that head-to-head proves it. Even the defeat was only a super over. Um, They beat Zimbabwe 3-0 recently, which looks even better, given how well Zimbabwe played last week. And critically, Ireland can't play spin. We've seen this. Right, they really struggle against spin. And here you've got Rashid, you've got Mohamed Nabi, you've got the very interesting Noor Ahmed. So, um, no, I think it'd be an easy win for Afghanistan. OK, um, coming back to both of you now for strategies as the series progresses, Richard Mann followed by Paul Krishnamurti. I just think long term and, and Mark Adair was a big winner for us against, I forget who it was against, um, for Ireland a few weeks ago, 35 to 1. And I think betting Ireland is lower order. I think they're going to struggle up top for runs against an attack as good as this. And I think 20 or 30 will, will, will win you a couple of times, actually, through this series. will win that market. And if you're taking 10s, 15s, 20s, 35s, I think it will pay long term. OK, Paul Krishnamurti. I think we're going to see some very low Ireland scores because of the Afghanistan spinners. OK, lovely stuff. Thank you very much. Um, Hawkins, what have you found on the tops market? Yeah, Sterling won to avoid three wins in 16 against the top nine. So we filtered it and obviously Afghanistan are included in that. So 13 to 5 boosted is a bit uh, disappointing. Balburnie, four wins in 16. So 9 to 2 will work for you. Uh, but we mentioned earlier Najibullah Zadran, five wins in 13. So anything around 4 to 1 as he was priced up for game one is a cracker. Rashid Khan, how often does he win this market four wins one tie in the last 13 that's going back two years two to one is just a little bit too short tiny tiny but Naveen will hack is big at four to one a decent lick on him and should bowl at death Richard Mann tipped Mark Adair a whopping price for top bat in the New Zealand series do you go in again Richard Mann yeah absolutely for the reason I just mentioned earlier I, th- I think Paul's right I think Ireland might struggle for runs in this series and 20 or 30 lower down might when you, you were, and I dare actually against South Africa went a little bit quiet but against New Zealand scores of 37 out 27 25 so he's a must he's priced up at 35 and the other one's George Dockwell at 14 he's been in super form with the bat I think those two Dutched against the field, I'd be surprised I'd be disappointed anyway if, if you didn't get a payday once throughout the series Okay, and Paul Krishnamurti, who do we follow through the series and who do we ignore? Um, Rich is absolutely 100% right about those two. They are completely the wrong price. And I'll just add to that, Barry McCarthy's 100 to 1. He nearly, he, he came second 
you've got 32 in, in the market, it was one in 35 in one market. So I stick with those three. And the guy I like for Afghanistan is Noor Ahmed, four for 10 off his, on his first, on his debut against Zimbabwe, 17 year old left arm wrist spinner. On the highly likely struggle against him. Done. Next, we previewed two games in 100 and we have our best bets. Two matches in the 100 to decipher. First one is Thursday, 18.30 UK time. Invincibles versus the Superchargers. The Invincibles are early price on the Betfair exchange at 1.93. Edward Hawkins has some inverted commas, important team news. Yeah, Oval have got no Jacks or Billings due to England Lions. Uh, and there's no Brook for charges either. You need to keep an eye on these um, Lions call-ups. We'll, we'll discuss them as they come up. Uh, Invincibles, Roy Curran, Rousseau, Cartwright, Tom Curran, Nareen, Cox, Briggs, Milnes, Hasnane, Topley. Sam Curran could well open the batting to give them that combination up front. Uh, left hand, right hand. Chargers, Lyth, Duplessis, Pepper, Willie, Vitsa, Hose, Simpson coming back into the team, Bravo, Van der Merwe, Potts and Rashid. The pitch in the first one, uh, Spirit versus Invincibles, looked pretty flat. 171 was the score. Okay. Um, Richard Mann, sum up these sides if you dare. Maybe it's too soon for that. No, at the best, I think the best 11s, I personally think these are the best two sides in the competition. Really impressed with the superchargers when they chased down what should have been a tricky score in the first match against the Manchester Originals. Uh, and even though they lost the first game, I thought Oval Invincibles were really good and then and then won the second game at a canter. But the problem with, with the Invincibles is their batting's a bit light and losing Jacks is not good. Um, losing Billings is not good. Um, so I'd fancy superchargers here. I think I think they can they can compensate for book substance, but I think the Invincibles, their batting looks a little bit light for this one. Okay, Paul Krishnaverti, a runs bet, a strong fancy here. No, not at all. Um the pitch was good first time out, but that one seven one was way higher than other matches. Five hundred matches here previously, they've had been one one fifty. And uh, as Rich just said, the batting's gonna be a bit light in this game. With those players missing. So def- definitely not an overs game. Okay. Um, Ed Hawkins, top value, please. Yeah, Sam Curran's going to be uh, the fancy. Uh, they, he may well be priced up to bat at, at number three, but we think he's going to open, so there's going to be an edge there. Uh, also look out for uh, David Willey's prize. I almost called him Peter then. Uh, could well bat at number three uh, instead of Pepper. If they lose an early wicket, he could be promoted, so there could be some value on that one. Okay. Um, anything else, guys? Richard Mann? Yeah, can I just mention Jack Lean for Oval Invincibles? Uh, Ken, Kent Batsman had a, had a poor blast campaign, but so did every Kent player this year. But in 2021, Kent won the thing uh, and he was exceptional and he can finish. And I wonder if they might they might be for me. And obviously he's another English player as well. If he's, if he's tries to prove as if he ain't playing and he's double figures, I definitely feel a few quid exactly in talented player. And I agree with Ed. I think Sam Cohen is opening the IPL for Chennai Super Kings. And I think you've got to bet him man of the match as well, actually, because he's bowled brilliantly so far in this competition. He's got a lot going for him, Sam Cohen, in this one. Okay. Um, Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, so I mentioned I'm just collating some stats, really, at this stage, about the hundreds. One of them is just to see which number the top batsman that's at each ground. 
And it's notable, small sample again, we've only had 12 innings to go from at the Oval, but the openers have won only two of them. Six out of 12 winners batted between five and seven. So this could be the place for some middle over value, middle order value. And on that front, 18 to one, one of my favourite players, hero of the World Cup for Namibia, David Visa, cracking finisher um, for Superchargers. That's a really big price, 18 to one. And they're probably batting too low. But 90 to 1 roll off that Van der Merwe is madness because he can bat and he won this in one match last season. And even 40 to 1 to Dwayne Bravo is interesting. Lovely, 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 lovely. Thank you very much. And the final 150 to 1 clacks and sounds now for you, Paul. Okay, it's a fourfold and it should pay more than 150 to 1. We'll start with New Zealand to win the first match against West Indies. Noor Ahmed to be top Afghanistan wicket-taker in the second match between Afghanistan and Ireland. James Vince to be top Southern Brave batsman in the match we're about to discuss. And Chris Jordan to be top Brave bowler in the match we're about to talk about. And I think that will pay something in the region of about 180 to 1. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. What an insight. Um, with that, we move in to the second game from the 100, which is the Champs Southern Braves versus the London Spirit, Friday, 15.30 UK time. Brave like to be his short favourites. Hawkins, how do you think they're going to line up? Well, they should have uh, Quinton de Kock. So de Kock, Vince, Stoinis, Whiteley, David... Garton, if he's fit, Jordan, Lintop, Moriarty, Rehan and Hogan. There's no Coverton because he's with the Lions, another one to keep an eye on. So they really need George Garton to be fit. Uh, I don't think Tim Mills is back either yet. I think he's going to be back for the game against uh, Phoenix, possibly. Spirit, Crawley, Rossington, Maxwell, Morgan, Pollard, Thompson, Bapara, Dawson, Wood, Ellis, Crane. They lose. Dan Lawrence to the Lions. The Aegeus Bowl, lowest run rate in T20 of the 100 venues. Fire managed only 107 there, so it is definitely not an overs game for me on the runs line. Richard Mann, you worried about the Brave here? Such short odds with players missing? I, I am, yeah, and I'm, wor- I'm worried about this opposition. I, I was against Spirit, actually, at the start, but, but they've got plenty of good spin options here. Dawson, Crane, Glenn Maxwell, and the Aegeus Bowl, it spins... And this attack, actually, this this spirit attack is basically Hampshire, isn't it? Um, so they'll know what what to do on this ground, and and I think they can put it up to London Spirit here. I think conditions are really suit them. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, um, do you short runs on the par line? No, I, I don't think so. I think it'll be reflected in the odds, and the, this isn't a bad. This has been a pretty decent scoring ground in T Twenty in the past, and I, I just. I'm wary of the small sample regarding runs. Okay, lovely stuff. Um, an in-play strategy very quickly from both of you. Richard Mann first. Well, I'll just look Kieran Pollard, top spirit batsman in running. He made, he's made 30-odd on Monday off only 11 balls. I mean, he can catch up really quickly, so he might be one, one to take some fancy in-play prices about. Okay. I haven't got a um, in-running strategy to advise, but I have got an interesting stat which is, again, on this which batsmen are having an advantage for top bat. Um, we've only had 10 innings 
at the Rose Bowl, but five of them went to the openers, which is, stands out compared to the rest of the stats in the 100. Openers, you would think, would do better at over 100 balls, and they have... And that has come down the, the numbers in that so far. So uh, this could this definitely for me the place to back an opener. Okay, lovely stuff. Edward Hawkins has spotted one thing on the tops. Yeah, as if by magic, I'm going to suggest an opener uh, for Spirit. Rossington is being um, underrated uh, on the markets, uh, going off around about seven to two. Sometimes bigger than that, it gets uh, more respect from me as an opening batsman can really give it a biff. So uh, he is one to follow, and that's the one Rick I've seen with that Spirit batting lad. I think. Any more for any more, Paul Krishnamurti? Yeah, um, as mentioned in the. Um, 180 to one accumulator. I think there's a couple of cracking bets here. Three to, James Vince has been enhanced a three to one in his previous match. That's just a massive price about him. And as I say, there's an advantage to the openers. And I was 100 to 30 was available about Chris Jordan, which we know statistically that stands up over time. The top bowler, and he's bound to bowl at the death if there's no timeout Mills. So they would be my two. Is that it? Are we done? What a show it's been for the big 150. Best bits still to come. Of course, it is the best bets. Right, the best bets time. We have some scores, we have some doors, and we have Edward Hawkins. Uh, Richard Mann is minus 16.13. Paul Krishnamurti is minus 28 odd. Uh, They've got five units to spend and as many bets as they can squeeze in with those units. Who's going to go first? I'll kick up a running then. I'll uh, split sticks, half a unit each. Mark a top island batsman, George Dockwell, top island batsman against Afghanistan in the second T20. I'll start off with two points on James Vince to be top southern brave run scorer. In the Bravery Spirit 100 match, I'm going to split sticks, half a unit each. Liam Dawson and Mason Crane in the man of the match market. I'll have 1.5 points on Chris Jordan, top southern brave wicket taker. And in the New Zealand v West Indies T20, split stakes again, but a unit each, each third in man of the match and James Nation man of the match. Yep, same match, one point, Ish Sodi top New Zealand wicket taker. And then my final unit, I'm going to take a flyer here, Jack Leaning top over Invincibles batsman. Yeah, and my final half a point is David Visa top Northern Superchargers batsman. Thanks very much. That wraps episode 150 for you. Don't forget to join us next time where we've got a massive preview of England versus South Africa in the Test Series. Also check out betting.betfair where we've got every single The 100 match previewed there. See you then. <laughs>